Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Happy Monday to you. We are here and this is what we're going to do. We're going to continue in our voyage journey mojo of rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind because that's what we know you're doing. You're doing it with us. You're grinding it out. Sometimes it's wonderful. Sometimes it's monotonous. But the point of this show is that we're here with you. I am Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. My co-host is Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. And we're here every Monday to help you rescue this fabulous thing that we call homemaking. And we're giving it a new spin. We ain't your mama's homemakers. (laughs) No denim jumpers. Lots of red lipstick. Glass of red wine or two. And we're doing it. Uh, Mrs. Elliott, how are you? Yes. Um... (laughs) I have a lot of feelings this week, so just be prepared, you guys. Oh boy, I I was I'm trying really to find a soundbite from an episode a few weeks ago when you're like, "This could be controversial." Could be and I was controversial. like trying to find a 15 second clip, so you were feeling yeah. something then too. Yeah, I was feeling a lot this week. If I'm going to be honest, and we can, well, let's talk about it because what else are we going to do? Yeah. Okay. Um, Monday hit. Last Monday hit. <laughs> Right. And I mean, like before my even my feet even hit the ground, it just wasn't the right day kind of day. So we sat down to do school. Mondays are always a bit tricky. You you have to just start the engine cold every single day when you're homeschooling. Yeah. And hope it turns over. <laughs> and hope it turns over. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta mm-hmm. everything has to warm up. None of the kids could find their books. Where's my math book? Where's my solutions manual? What lesson am I on for logic and English? And it just went on and on. There are no pencils, no lined paper, which by the way, we had plenty of last week. Um, and then I started to kind of get grunching lined paper. <laughs> I've taken to Printing lined paper. I'm the loserest homeschool mom ever. Like free printable lined paper. Click. We got to remember too, we're a part of a co-op. And so we had gone to a meeting, all right? Like, uh, hey, fourth through sixth grade parents, come on. We're teaching. We're writing, learning how to write complete sentences and thoughts mm-hmm. and outlines, mm-hmm. et cetera. And they were just reminding us like, hey, you know, you need to bring like a magic eraser to clean off the charts and a dry erase board so that they can be practicing these parts of speech. And I just I just got so angry. It felt like I was swallowing glass sitting there because I was like, I've sent these things. It's not a me problem. You know, right. it's a them problem. <laughs> Because right. then they needed a fine tip sharpie. So then they've got there, you know, and they're like, no, just scraping the tip on the whiteboard. And now it's not a fine yeah. tip marker. <laughs> anyway, it was just one of those days where the whole family just felt pretty homeless. It was like nothing, you know, holes in socks, unorganized bedrooms. It was just the full thing top to bottom. It hit me like a tidal wave. And then Stu goes, mm-hmm. You do know what this week is, right? It's like, what? He goes, the week before your period? It's like, oh, he goes, so maybe just, maybe just take it down for a few days. Like, don't feel the need to rip the house apart. You'll probably yeah. feel better in a few days. <laughs> Which was true. Uh, so. Great. Praise great. the Lord. Uh, when, if they can't 
find something though it really pushes my buttons it doesn't matter what week it is i'm like what how how hard is it there's a cabinet there's a table there's four feet between the two turns out very so i've decided i've decided that i we are going every child has to go through and make sure they have everything in place the night before which is you know what that is annoying yeah, I do but that on Sunday point, nights, and it's do. like, I don't want to think about this yet. I don't want to think yeah. about tomorrow morning on Sunday night, but I have to. Otherwise, it's just like weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <clears throat> that's a little bit. That's, yeah, that's kind of how the week went. <laughs> there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> no, and there Mostly actually yours. was really weeping because... um. Some of you know we're in the middle of lambing. We have nine ewes, eight ewes that are lambing this year. So we're about halfway done now. Our new dairy uh, ewe, Pepper, had quadruplets, two black, two white, two girls, two boys. I mean, what a split. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And then Fanny had twins, and one of them was the smallest lamb I have ever ever seen and you know as the shepherdess you do everything you can but the lamb ended up dying pretty quickly it was just yeah. so, so small and i'm not sure why but it was horrible just one of so not one of the four but one of the two one of the twins yeah oh, oh wow yeah. i've had twins i've had twin lambs though where one is just huge and the other one is a kitten you know, so it's just part of it. But yeah, you're sitting by the fire with this little lamb, you're holding it like a baby, Mm -hmm. you know, wrapped in a blanket and a heating pad and you're bottle feeding Mm -hmm. it. And like, you're doing everything you can. And then it's just not enough. And what's funny is I was doing this and Stu goes, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't look so great. And I said, yeah, but isn't it funny that like, we'll never not do this. I would never not do yeah, this. Yeah, you would piece never just not try. You would right. never not try. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So I was like, I sat there with this thing for half a day, you know, warming her up, rubbing her all over, like trying to get her circulation going, trying to do anything right. I could think of to help her, knowing it was pretty hopeless. Still right. doing it. <laughs> still there doing it so anyway Hmm. yeah it was a bit of a week but i'm sure it was for plenty of our listeners so if that's the case you're in good company my friends (laughs) and if you're like shay and i when things are a little bit cleaner it it makes some of those other things that weeping and gnashing of teeth to a little bit easier to swallow so when shay and i clean our house we use Branch Basics, and I'm happy to say they are the season sponsor for season 19, which is crazy, season 19 of Homemaker Chic. So we want you to visit links.branchbasics.com forward slash Homemaker Chic, or simply head over to Instagram, click the little red circle that says clean, because what they have are these super fabulous, extremely clean cleaning products for you. And they're going to last you a long time. So I'm always talking about that trip to Target because I know what that's like. You get to the checkout lane, you go you go to clean. You're like, I'm going to clean my house, but I want new cleaning products. So you go to Target, 
you start filling your basket and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, that new bra looks pretty cute. So you grab a new bra and then you realize that somebody couldn't find their toothbrush last night. So you grab a toothbrush and before you know it, you have like a $135 bill in the checkout lane because you needed cleaning products and two other things. Um, that's not going to be the case with Branch Basics. You start with a starter kit, you're going to get 15% off and you're going to get a bottle of concentrate that is going to make so many bottles of different cleaners for your house. You will not believe it. A few drops for an all purpose, one drop for glass and windows or glass and mirrors. Uh, this is just a concept that I can totally wrap my head around. And I treated myself to the glass bottles because when I clean, I want it to feel good. Want it to feel sexy. Get the glass bottles, get the plastic, whatever is best for you. But Branch Basics is going to be best for your home. Links.branchbasics.com forward slash homemaker chic. That's a way you can support the show and make your house nice and clean while you're minding the gap because that's what we are talking about, sort of in general, this season is creating space for when those drama moments happen. You already have some ducks in a row and you're ready for it. So, yes, I actually, that? I can't remember exactly good. how this is going to, when this is going to air, but I did a YouTube video this month or I will be doing a video on okay. like becoming a, like a recovering perfectionists in terms of like oh, cleaning boy. the home. Right. So I actually go through yeah. the house and I show the different pieces, the different in piece, perfect pieces of the house. Right. The pieces that are probably going to be different when Stuart and I live here alone, right? The Lego table yeah. in the living room, the art room, the entire boot coat thing we got going on. Things that I have, as a homemaker, have just learned to say, like, this is what it is. This is because people live here. Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't intend to All you have to, to do is so, go visit like, your mom to see. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. You just go visit your mom. How does mom keep her house clean all the time? Because uh, no one is undoing her work. Right. Right. <laughs> As she does and it. Yeah. The video ended up unintentionally being like this basically 15 minute video where I'm just using branch basics because right. I, I was cleaning and I was showing like we still clean. We still do the work. You still got to mop your floors. You still got to wipe off your mm -hmm. counters. I, you know, resolving that things aren't going to be perfect doesn't just mean you let it all go to the birds. Right. Right. We, we moderate it. But having beautiful ways to do that makes a big difference. It really so does. Make you a beautiful little cleaning basket. Really Get excited about it. And also off. enjoy. <laughs> I was talking to my cooking community about this recently in our circle group, but we're in February now. And February is to me such a great month to set some, you know, look, we're working through our home organization challenge together. But if you have these little pockets that are really annoying you or a closet that really needs to be cleaned out, or you really haven't like cleaned, maybe deep cleaned an area that needs it badly, do it this mm -hmm. month. <laughs> Give your, like, do it. put your eyes on something, something that you can manage because what else is going on this book? February. Uh, I did my closet again because did I, did we talk about this on the show that I'm going to like give my closet a makeover? Mm -hmm. Did we? Okay. I'm so jazzed. Um, so the racks are on their way, but what I did was I went to TJ Maxx and bought just stack of all matching like pant 
hangers with the clips. Yeah. And I took all of my trousers that are, that were nicely folded over belt hangers. And I took all of my skirts and I put everything on matching hangers. (laughs) So exciting. Yeah. So exciting. So then the next step will be like painting the closet and putting the new racks in and I'm giddy. And again, I did that last night at about nine o'clock because what else was I going to be doing? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What are you going to, you're not harvesting tomatoes, right? No. Again, that's like my mantra right now is like, do it now before you're outside. Do it now before you're outside. Get it done before you're outside until October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to be, frankly. I want to be outside. I want, I would live outside. I Mm -hmm. I could like live in a yurt or something. That's why I've been spending outside whenever I get the chance to. I just love being outside. It's the best. Yeah. My cousin Aaron posted this thing on Instagram the other day and it was like a little stick figure. And it said, when you're inside, your thoughts have a hard time escaping. And it showed like these little swirls coming from his brain and they would hit the ceiling Mm -hmm. in the room. This is all those little stick drawing. And then the next slide said, and then once they can't escape, you know, they start to bounce around and it showed then they like multiplied, right? Because they were all bound by the wall, all by the walls. But then the stick figure goes outside and it said, but when you're outside, your thoughts can breathe. And it just showed these little thought spirals just popping off into the clouds. That is exactly how I feel when I'm outside. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Go outside. Go outside. I've been sitting mm-hmm. in silence. Like I'm very pensive or maybe so socially inept, but I've been spending a lot of time in the barn with my sheep where I just sit there in silence, no phone, no nothing. Just mm-hmm. sit in there with them in the pen and just watch them. Just watch them. And I'll tell you, I told Stu if, if they instituted this as like a form of therapy, mm-hmm. it would be very successful. Just watching lambs bop around, watching them chew their cud, laying still. Just the sound of them biting into little field peas. <sighs> could bottle mm. that up. That's after calving. That's my favorite, just to go sit in the barn. Yep. Just sit, like same thing, clean straw, and just sit there. <laughs> that's the way to spend okay. the day. So yes, last week, we did not go through our home organization challenge. I know. I realized that once we like walked, once I walked away from my desk, I was like, oh man, we didn't do that. So hit us, Shay. Okay. Um, all right. You know, you know, (laughs) some of these things I struggle with because, so if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're going through the complete book of Home Organization by Tony Hammersley of A Bowl Full of Lemons. So you can get a copy if you'd like. It's, it's a really great little book. And she just really breaks down kind of all the tasks that we have to do as homemakers. So we're going through it together. We've already covered a lot of things in the kitchen. But this one gets my goat a little bit because it's... We're on number 46, Angela, 46, 47, I'm going to do 40, 49. So we're going to bite off a lot this week. Okay. 46 is pack your snacks. So I want you to look, for those of you who are watching the video form of the podcast on Patreon, look at this. Okay. 
Now, things like this work when you don't cook from scratch and you don't have a homestead because ain't nothing be coming out of the fields in perfect little go-gurt containers that you can organize in this way. This kind of stuff doesn't exist in my world. You know what I mean? Well, and I actually, because I am like an anal retentive organized fanatic, like that, that's like my fantasy. I have to actually guard my heart against that. I cannot, I would just get off on that. Mm -hmm. Everything tidy, lined up always fully stocked. I don't have the budget to keep my family fully stocked like that. I mean, that would be like my wildest fantasy, just completely organized, always full. I mean, obviously that photograph to now Tony, she's on point, but like, that's still a staged photograph for book photography. Like I, I do, I have to like protect myself against feeling bad or malcontent because I want that so bad, but I wouldn't even feed my family prepackaged stuff. So yeah. It's like this. That's what I mean. You like if you cook, yeah. if you're cooking from scratch, you can't have this. Or if you're worried no. about now, would I love to have like gorgeous little <laughs> glass yogurt containers and I made them all myself and there were 42 there in every flavor, like lined up, ready to go? Yes. Do I have the time or the capacity? No. Like, no. See, this is a real like problem this. for me too because when I go to the grocery store, I and I tell my cooking community this, like my I my piece of my heart, I have to guard with how much work we put into growing our food and and how successful we are at it in so many ways. Like the packages at the store are really pretty. My strawberries don't come in a pretty little plastic stackable container. You know, mm-hmm. my carrots don't come in a bag. Everything here involves dirt in some way or jars yeah. or, you know, it's so much messier in so many ways. It's just not mm-hmm. clean. You don't get the packaging. Mm -hmm. You don't get the packaging. So if you do, good on you. Pack your snacks, organize your snacks, plan ahead, stash your nibbles, keep a list of snack ideas. What do you need, honey? Did you get my bag from Co-op? Yeah, it's up by the coats. Um, So I'll tell you the snacks that we do keep around for those of you interested. Azur, um, one of our sponsors this year, and Costco used to carry these, but they don't anymore. And I'm so glad that Azur picked it up, but it's called One Degree and they're sprouted rolled oats, organic, non-GMO, amazing. So normally the I- The bag, the white bag? Mm-hmm. My Costco doesn't My have Costco had them last week. Okay. They, well, they didn't have from for like four weeks and then they had them again, but better to okay. know that they're on, I'd rather yeah, get them Azur from Azur. has them, so I just get them. Yeah, I get them from okay. my Azure order every month. So I do make homemade granola bars. My recipe is really simple, um, but my kids really like them and you can change the additives, right? It can be chocolate chips mm-hmm. one week or dried cranberries the next. By the way, Azure also has cranberries that are apple juice sweetened versus sugar Instead sweetened, of- which is every other cranberry in the entire world. It's so frustrating. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. So I get my cranberries from them as well. I make granola bars. I make huge batches of sourdough crackers and I make homemade beef jerky. And that's pretty much the extent of our snacks. Unless I do popcorn, I do popcorn a lot from, we don't have a microwave. I do it on the stovetop, buttered popcorn Mm -hmm. and yogurt. We get a really good yogurt right now from Azur, the Strauss family yogurt. My kids like the European style. So those are kind of our standard snacks. 
find a way to organize uh, why it. Why don't you? Everybody's going to ask. So why don't you tell how you make your your granola bars? Because okay. Um, this is a cooking community recipe, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pull out to do that. Um, um, are you, you guys do these anymore from, uh, Costco chomps? They're too expensive. Oh my gosh. I spend like $75 a month. I know. So what I do instead is I buy round steaks from Porter road and we can put a link to that below the show notes in the show notes but i get round steaks from porter road and i make homemade beef jerky it's not hard you just cut the meat up into slivers you add in like worcestershire sauce worcestershire yeah Mm -hmm. whatever uh i use a really beautiful organic tamari which is like a soy sauce a little bit of maple sugar a little bit of salt a little bit of chili and then i just do big batches of it you can do them in your oven or your dehydrator Mm-hmm. And it's just solid protein and it's just, um, it's just better. I just, the chomps are expensive. Look, pre-packaged snacks are expensive. Are expensive. They're really expensive. I mean, pop, it's, yeah, in our house, it's popcorn for the win. Uh, that's yeah. the, oh my gosh, popcorn. and they're never, they never tire of it. I know it's yeah. probably corn. It's kind of empty, but. Super ideal, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is a cooking community recipe. Um, These are how we do our granola bars. Just mix together in a bowl, two cups peanut butter, or you could use almond butter, cashew butter, whatever, a cup of honey, a teaspoon of vanilla, teaspoon of salt, five cups of those sprouted rolled oats. Um, And the important thing about sprouted is that the grains are already basically pre-digested so your body can actually digest them. That's why I really don't like standard granola bars. Your body, mm-hmm. especially like standard granola, that is a that is an assault on your digestive system. On your body. Holy <laughs> cow. No kidding. Yeah. Um, you're basically like, here's some sunflower oil and unprocessed oats and unprocessed nuts and unprocessed seeds. Good luck. <laughs> Good morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. So vanilla oats. What did you say after salt. vanilla? Salt. salt, okay. Teaspoon of vanilla, teaspoon of salt, five cups of rolled oats, and then a half cup mm-hmm. of add-ins, whatever that may be. Slivered almonds, mm-hmm. dried fruit, pick your poison. Literally mix it together, spread it into a parchment paper lined baking tray, put it in the refrigerator. It'll set because of that gorgeous honey. And then you cut it into bars. And then to make it feel more like a snack, I actually will wrap each bar in a little bit of parchment paper and store them in a container in the refrigerator. So it feels like you get to grab a little individual treat or I'll put them in little baggies. Yeah. Azer has, so I buy the, I buy my parchment paper from Azer because I use parchment paper like a fiend and it's so bad for you. And so I get, I get it from there. And then that same company has uh, little tiny like brown sandwich bags. Mm-hmm. And so could wrap them in those and I love putting things just like you said in those dumb little bags because then it feels like a little single yeah. serving something yeah yeah it does it feels important and sometimes with snacks too what I'll do is I'll do a huge batch two or three batches of my popcorn get it all buttered and salted pack it into mm-hmm. those little bags and then put those in the root cellar so people can go down and just grab one whenever they need a little munchie you know so it feels this is when I'm on my you know, a game doesn't always work that right, way. Yeah. How but long is that staying fresh? Because people are going to ask that a few too. days, okay. a few days. Yeah. 
but uh, it's an option. Okay, this is another really yeah. tricky one. Number 47 is to create a school lunch station. If you have kids, obviously, who are in school, some of you, this is irrelevant. Um, mm -hmm. But it can just be helpful to kind of have all the things that they need in one area of your kitchen. So maybe think about that. Life is much simpler if you just get store-bought sandwich bread and store-bought lunch meat and all the things that are easy to put together and package. It's a little harder when you're like, and today for lunch, we're having lentil soup <laughs> and leftover homemade bread that I need to slice for you and all these things. So look, everybody's yeah. kitchens are different and the way we use them everybody's are different. Are. So... Mm. But the ideas were um, thinking of these things, thinking of where those pressure points are, whatever those pressure points are for you. Maybe you've already got the lunch thing on lockdown. Great. Good for you. Where are those pain points, though? So think about that in your kitchen. And then number 48 is just to plan meals in advance. I'm going to do a little plug here because for, for our- sure, for sure. Our Substack. So if you go to Shea, S-H-A-Y-E, Shea.substack.com, um, and you join our paid newsletter there, which is just $5 a month, I actually create breakfast, lunch, dinner menus twice a month. So each one covers half the month and then email them out to you. And there you can just print it off super easy or <clears throat> the recipes that are maybe old blog posts or linked to a YouTube video, they're all hyperlinked. So if I say granola bars and I've posted that on the blog, you can just hit that link and it'll take you over there. So there's lots of great stuff there, but plan your meals in advance because when it's 4.30, you have no idea what you're cooking. Yeah. That's, you haven't pulled things about out. About a sticking it's point. Yeah. yeah, it is tough. It And it's like, that is... That's not minding the gap. That's falling into it. <laughs> you know, <Kerplunk. laughs> And then the last one we'll cover for this week in our in our little challenge here is to shop effectively. Um, you guys, you know how much Angela and I rely on Azer, and I'm. This has nothing to do with them being a sponsor. I have been ordering from Azure for no, we, close we've been to talking about them years. for years before they were a sponsor, <laughs> right? Literally, I've been ordering them for like my huge monthly grocery order from them every month for as long as I've been married. So that is how I shop effectively. So I am building my car all month long with them. So get on a drop location near you. You can go on and all month long, you can be adding in. And the best part of this is you can see your total. So you can say, okay, we have X amount allocated towards groceries. Here's where my right. card is now. Okay, great. I can throw that extra cheese in or nope, I got to take that box of apples out or, you know, whatever. It just is so helpful to stay on budget versus being in the grocery line like you were talking about last week. Like, oh, yeah, I hope I got it yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, even like I was talking about a while ago, like at Target, Azure has more than just food. Mm -hmm. So they have toothbrushes. They have, um, you know, floss that's not bad for you. They have all these shampoo and conditioner without sodium lauryl sulfate. You know, like all the you know things what else that they have in the spring. What is <clears throat> garden starts, organic garden starts. Yeah, they have. Yeah. So if you need cuke starts or tomato starts or even seeds or if you need a you know, a culture to to make your own creme fraiche or sour cream. Like they have all of that. It's really, really great. And um, for it, 
I find that it, you know, just if you want to talk about like effectively, I would have to drive all over town to so many different locations to get all those different things. I'd have to hit this health food store and then I'd have to hit this and then hit that. Um, and I, in my animal feed, I mean, like a lot of, a lot of everything. They have everything. Um, beeswax candles, you know, like all, all the things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if, you know, come up with something that, you know, for Shay and I, Azure is what is, what shopping effectively means. Come up with something that is effective so that you're not um, shopping impulse. You know, last week we talked about money and you're not shopping like emotionally Yeah, and you're, you're shopping with a plan, you know? Yeah. Do that. And when you plan your meals, you can, you yeah. know, it's just one of those things where you're like, but that's extra work. I'd rather just think about today, today. But that's yeah, not that's true. Still, that's that so whole thing job. is that you're going. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be extra work right then, but you just have to choose your hard. We've talked about that before. <laughs> What's harder for 30 and no plan or once a month developing a plan? You know, mm-hmm. you're going to spend mm-hmm. the time. You're going to spend the time. You're going to spend the money on all fronts of life. You're going to spend the time. You're going to spend the money. You're going to spend the time working out. You're going to spend the time in a hospital bed. You're going <laughs> to spend the time planning your menu. You're going to spend the time, you know, ordering carry out and then yeah. trying to figure out how to budget, make that work with your budget. It's going to get spent. Hold you on. just have to Hold decide on. how you want to spend it. And so, yes, shop effectively. For sure. Right. Drop my mic. Drop your microphone. Sat on my, oh, hold on. Like... I gotta go yell at my children. Now it's my turn. Hold on. You're gonna hit pause or you're just supposed to I fly I solo. Much quieter. <laughs> so you know how every family has their like funny things that the parents say to each other? Like the, it's the language mm-hmm. you speak with your spouse. Yes. Right. Yes. So the last time that Sue and I were in Italy, we were with Drew and Dolores and Drew doesn't speak Italian, but he's an Italian and he's around it all the time. So there's a lot that he knows. Right. But the joke okay. became like, como se dice, which is like, how do you say, <laughs> how do right? you say, so, how do you so, say, yeah. So yeah. Sue and I are constantly going to each other like, Como se dice? Shut up, children. <laughs> Como se dice? Stop asking me what's for lunch. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's awesome. Ours is just movies. Because then if you say we're a French kiss, sh- shut up. Is it a word? Two words. No? <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, so you and I haven't... By the way, guys... The theme of this podcast I said this it. season, she did say it a little bit. I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Is minding the gap, like thinking of ways that we can create space. So there is a gap. We can be aware mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> we can, we can hold space for that little bit of wiggle room. Um, the word that keeps coming to my mind as we're going over these topics is just margin, margin, margin. And how's it, how's it going for you? What, what episode is this? Like six? This is episode six. So a lot of times as we go through these things together, like we're sort of living them in real time as we 
meditate on one of these topics for 12 weeks together? Yeah. 10. Yep. 10. Are you feeling mm-hmm. more margin? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's just because biz- on, on a business end, um, I'm we're doing things a little bit different. So I'm just adjusting to that. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to take that back. Okay. We are working harder in that we're working more. Um, but somehow by the grace of God, I got my family to sit down with me. I, I have a, um married to a lovely husband who does not like to plan anything. It He's very uncomfortable with planning anything. <laughs> and so uh, list, strategy, all of my things that make me feel so good <laughs> make him feel terrible. So, <laughs> it's really, you know, as the wife, you don't want to be like the bossy, like domineering, but it's difficult when you are the one who's like the organized, structured, check this box, check this box. Here's forecasting, looking ahead, can see what needs to get done, you know. Um, but I'm so grateful because we sat down together at the beginning of the year without any teeth pulling and without me feeling like a nag. Um, it was beautiful <laughs> and got to go over like what we wanted January to look like and what it needed to look like. Cause you're coming off of just like this wild ride from Thanksgiving to Christmas. You know, we've talked about that, like the, the dips and dives of homeschooling and like, you know, that it's got to get dialed in come January 3rd or the 9th or whatever it was this year. Mm-hmm. And so I, put some things down on paper. I'm like, here's what's coming. And here's like how I need to prepare for it. And then because like we're a team and we all work from home and there's a lot of people in this building, like here's how the family needs to prepare for it too. Cause it's going to happen no matter what. Um, and so we just went through and made like a real basic family schedule. Here's here's who's washing dishes on Monday. Here's who's going to dry. Here's where mom's going to be. Here's what time school will start that day. Here's the errands that need to get run, blah, blah, blah. So we went through and did all that. And it was kind of like, oh, a family meeting. Eh, are we in trouble? You know, like it's like, you know, but, but it created margin. And so now we're five weeks into it, six weeks into it and, and still feeling that it needs a tune up. Like everybody needs like a refresher checklist. Um, but it's, I feel like the benefits are now noticeable to other people, not just me. So that's good. It's not perfect. That's not how families are, <laughs> but it <laughs> put some things in, it got some wheels turning and like some, some systems in place and in motion that have created margin even just mental or just like an understanding of this is what our week looks like this is what our month looks like so it's so yes that's an improvement big time to coincide with like i said uh, a more regimented uh work schedule and school schedule so the two complement each other for sure you can't have one without the other mm-hmm All right. I want to talk about that schedule, but first off, hang on with us for just a few minutes as we say thank you to the advertisers that keep Homemaker Chic on the air. So please listen, please support, and we'll be back in just a minute. 
Is your linen closet ready for life? Do you need extra towels, sheets, blankets, pillows? You know, extra linens for when life happens? What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and homes in American Blossom Linens, and you can too. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and can stand up to our lifestyle. Our theme this season is Mind the Gap. So give yourself some extra wiggle room with extra pillows, towels, duvet covers, and more from AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. That's AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Get 20% off by using the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. Gardeners, listen up. We want you to save on your garden seeds this year. So visit HomemakerChicPodcast.com forward slash survival garden seeds and use the code HomemakerGarden for 10% off the big three kits, the Home Garden Collection, Homesteader Collection, or Farmer Collection. Survival garden seeds are on a mission to help teach you self-reliance through gardening. Look, a lot of us are gardeners here, which means a lot of us are going to be buying seeds for the coming growing season. Why not buy seeds that are guaranteed to grow anywhere in the United States and guaranteed to be non-GMO heirloom seeds? Survival garden seeds will even teach you how to collect every single variety of seed on the back of the packet. This is a fabulous family-run company that has built a huge resource for us gardeners and it also is the seeds that Angela and I use in our garden. Don't just shop their prepackaged kits, use their growing guides, learn how to save seeds, read the blog. There's lots of information there for you. HomemakerChicPodcast.com forward slash survival garden seeds and use code HomemakerGarden for 10% off one of their most popular big three seed collections. If we are minding the gap, that means we are being prepared. And I want you to prepare future you for beautiful, sexy skin. And you can do that using luxurious natural skincare from Toops & Co. Treat your skin today, enjoy the results today and in the future. Use the code HMC10 for 10% off Toops's natural commitment means that you are using ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil, organic grass-fed tallow. Emily Toops is the founder, and she has made all of her products without using synthetic chemicals, gross toxins and fillers, artificial colors, no artificial fragrances, of course. They are made in the USA, and all the ingredients are sustainable, fair trade. We have full transparency here, and you can know that everything is ethically sourced. Skincare products should nourish our skin without leaving hormone-disrupting toxins in the body, but don't take our word for it. Prepare to look fabulous today and in the future with Toops & Co. Skincare. Visit toopsandco.com. Shop organic skincare with the code HMC10 for a 10% discount. All right, I'm going to show you something, okay, on the topic of calendar. All right? <laughs> look at this. I should have somebody get mine. Oh gosh. Okay. My sister Ty got me a little calendar for Christmas, like something that's so simple. Calendars are not mm -hmm. new technology, but to me, they make such a difference. I cannot keep my calendar on my phone. The only calendar that I keep on my phone is birthdays and anniversaries for people. So okay. I'll just pull them up and just make sure that I don't miss those. But those are the only things I put on my 
digital calendar. Okay. But she got me this really simple wall calendar. This is my work mm-hmm. calendar. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. We get a lot of messages on Instagram about people who want us to talk about our work, which I think is interesting. No, it's not really what I we don't talk know if we should finally break down and do it. I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess we are already. So this is my <laughs> work schedule, but what I had found. So I have to sit down at the beginning of the month and I actually have to map out every single thing that I do. Every YouTube video, every time we record the podcast, every editing mm-hmm. session for the podcast, the posting of it, um, you know, submitting whatever things to people for approval, filming my cooking yeah. community recipes, all these things have to be done every single month, Substack menus. So it all has to go somewhere. And what I did for the first 14 years of my business was basically to hold it all in my head. And I would just be like, oh yeah, this thing needs to be done. And then this thing needs to be done. And I'd keep these general concepts of when stuff had to happen. And that is a Mm -hmm. terrible way to manage anything, whether it's a home or a business. (laughs) So this silly little calendar, literally I sit down with it with a glass of wine for an hour at the beginning of the month and I map it all out and I do it next to my personal calendar. Okay. So Stu's birthday is on this day. Okay. So I'm not going to want to do a heavy YouTube filming day that day. Right. 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 Or we have Sunday service. So we got to make sure nothing's going on this Saturday night anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I get the satisfaction of crossing them off with a marker when they're done. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing more satisfying at the end of the month. When you look at all these things that you had to do and they're all just Mm -hmm. nicely marked off and you flip the page knowing, Mm -hmm. is it perfect? No, but I did a good job. I did the things that I needed to do. It's so satisfying. Think of all the pleasure of marking those things off that we're depriving ourselves of. <laughs> I don't know if everybody enjoys that as much as you and I do. <laughs> How could you not? What is wrong with you? I don't know. I just see my grandma on her kitchen counter at the farm. She'd have like a, you know, and the mail would come in and she'd open it, take it down to her office because she was she's fastidious. Um, but then there'd be like a, scrap paste pad of paper from the the elevator or whatever in town or the back of an envelope and she had a list every single day every mm-hmm. single day um and i'm not speaking of her in the past tense she's here thank goodness but when she was um a homemaker and a homemaker extraordinaire quite frankly um but boy she taught me i learned at an early age she'd be like do you want to mark it off put the little line through it I can just see her handwriting. And it was just laundry, pack Lloyd's lunch, whatever, get the meat out, What yeah. you know, run to the bank. We'd run to the bank or the Ben Franklin or whatever. Yeah. She put it on the list. Yep. Um, are, Have you ever put anything that you've done on the list oh, just so you can scratch it off? Every day. Oh. <laughs> I was looking, I'm looking around. I'm trying to find my <laughs> weekly calendar because I have one. This is my like monthly work calendar that stays in my office. Okay. But then I have... Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just a planner. It's a weekly planner and it's hard back. So it it goes with me everywhere. So what I'll do at the beginning of the week is I'll bring my planner into my office, look at the week, transfer the stuff from the month onto the week, and then add in all the personal stuff. 
grocery shopping, mm-hmm. you know, pick up as or order, jujitsu at 530, dance for Juliet, whatever those mm-hmm. little pieces of the week are. So that when I'm actually working through the home organization thing, I'm actually working through a weekly map out in my in my planner. But yeah, um, I'll put school, right? Mark that off. Oh, yeah, yeah we did it. Workout. Okay, great. Italian yep. lesson. Mark that off. <laughs> so all the things, even if it's like cleaning the laundry room, whatever. Totally. Heck yeah. Why, again, yeah. why um, deprive yourself of the joy? I don't know. Um, something that I do is I do have a whiteboard. So the, f- because I don't expect everyone to be like, to find as much enjoyment from my neuroses mm-hmm. <laughs> as I do. Um. But I do keep a whiteboard in the kitchen so I can say like today, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. somebody yep. has an ortho and here's what's for dinner and here's when the errands are getting run. And it's just so people can kind of look, you know, I've got big, big kids and they work mm-hmm. and they're busy. And so they can glance at it and go like, okay, like at least they have some idea of what the rest right. of the family's doing. And right. it's just another way for us to slightly stay on the same page. Right. It's and weird I, as honestly, they get older, Shay. I know. It's weird as they get older. Georgia got her braces off this week, and it was like I went from having a preteen to like having a freshman in college in the matter of forty-five minutes. It's just freaking me out. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, yeah. I had two two today that that I need to go to the bank and get a deposit. What? I don't even need to go to the bank. Don't you need a diaper change? What is your exactly? Yeah. No, it's so weird. Um, I think we should go down this rabbit trail a little bit, Angela. Why not? Okay. People ask us about it because look, we have a podcast called Homemaker Chic where we talk about homemaking and you and I both work. We're both working. Which most of our audience, I'm assuming, works. Most do. Way, shape, and I, I, what I mean by work, yeah. obviously, is like a job that we're accountable for outside yes. of our homemaking endeavors. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, mo- again, most people do, you know, they're doing all kinds of things. Um, and that's a new level of Tetris when you are managing a home. And yeah, yeah. Um, also you should know that I have used much more aggressive words in the past to describe <laughs> the absolute circus. Tetris. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because like for me, you know, it, it's like, it's a, for the self-employed in the home, it's like a whole nother level of organization you know, for me, it's, are the microphone batteries charged? Do you have two camera batteries always charged, ready to go? You know, is the house mildly presentable? So you're going to film it. Is your hair clean? Da, da, da. You know, it's like, please don't, I mom, please. I just, the other day I was trying to type, um, I was trying to write a blog post and like three people came in and I was just like in the zone. I'm like, you don't understand. I can't write a sentence that just came to me three seconds ago <laughs> if you're going to talk to me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah just and give me 15 it's... could take 15 or it could take 45 your call 
when Georgia was little, maybe a year old. Oh my gosh, we were poor. Stu was in school. He was stocking shelves at a grocery store. And gosh, maybe she was a little younger than a year, maybe like six months. Cause I took her to work with me for her first six months. I had a job where I kind of worked a front office for okay. this facility. There wasn't a lot of walk-ins, you know, mostly I was just kind of there answering phones. If somebody did come in, I would make an appointment for them. I was doing real estate stuff, um, back-end real estate stuff. And so she could be with, she could be there with me. But when I quit that job, when she kind of got too big to come with me, it got a little awkward, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom would watch her on half of a Thursday and then Friday. And I worked at the flower shop that I worked at for a decade. So I would just go in and put a little bit of time in. And the delineation when you actually leave the house to go to work is it's stressful getting there, right? Especially if your kids are little, you got to yeah. pack up the diaper yeah. bag. And does everyone have, have I pumped enough? And you know, all these right, like right. difficult things. It's just genuinely physically difficult to get there. But then once you're there, I remember really enjoying it because it was like, this was just a small mental break from the home. I got out, I got into the public. It was good for me. I got to be creative. Right. Um, got to stretch these muscles that I had a little bit. It's not like that working from home. It's there is zero delineation in anything I do from schooling mm-hmm. to do you, work to yeah, the farm. I feel like <laughs> I feel, this is, I'm not trying to whine or anything, uh, but I feel like this is a mom issue. I feel like dads with a home office or whatever get to close the door and go into the zone. And it's different. Like, mom is still, what's for lunch? What's the snack? Where are my socks? You know, like. It's so, I think it is. It's significantly different. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is just the mom, the mom brain. It. Right. You know, you can be can. thinking about where socks are can. and like be yeah. making risotto at exactly. the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm totally stereotyping here, but somebody gave me mm-hmm. the analogy one time of think about when you pour s- syrup over a waffle. And what happens is when the syrup is in this little compartment, it stays there and there's all these wonderful little walls around it to hold it and it's contained. Right. So this is sort of meant to be representing a man's mind. If he's in the work okay. thing, that's where the syrup stays. If he's at home, if he's mowing the lawn, whatever it is, a woman is a pancake. That syrup is just, it's over the whole thing. There's no compartments, right? We're weeding the garden, running in and changing the laundry, thinking about how much is left in the budget while we're, mm-hmm. you know, again, stirring a yeah, risotto. Yeah. I mean, it's just your brain doesn't stop. And, you know, maybe other people would benefit from take a look into GABA, G-A-B-A, genuinely, because (laughs) some women need a little kick in the pants. They need their caffeine to get going. And some people actually Mm -hmm. need to be taken down a notch because that like Mm -hmm. thinking about 12 things at one time, y'all, I'm telling you, it's exhausting. And also I don't think it does you any, but you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're being effective. You think, oh, look at me. Right. I can be, you know, I can scheduling. A, ask. I can exactly. <laughs> I can be scheduling an orthodontist appointment while I'm just taking the trash up to the road. 
and you just, you really cease to kind of exist in any moment fully. And that's mm. it. Yeah. That's not a great place that's- to be either. I don't want to be the pancake is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I don't want to be a pancake. No, it's, um, look, for those of you out there who are working, it doesn't matter how much you love your job, how much you love your children. This is, it is tricky to, to manage both. So when Stu and I were first kind of getting going, Stu went to school to be a teacher. So when he got mm-hmm. out of school, he took a teaching job in Alabama, which is why we moved down there and lived down there for a while. Then he got offered a teaching job back where I grew up far away from his home, but back up here in Washington. So we came back to be able to be near family, my family. Um, And so he taught for a while. And then during that time was when, gosh, blogging was just a different thing back then. We've talked about that a little bit, like the heyday Mm -hmm. of blogging. And I began to really fall in love with just the idea of homemaking, which is really what the blog kind of started it was like me learning how if you go back and you read those first posts it was like how to roast a chicken like learning how to roast that's how mine was it was just like yeah look at me go cloth diapers was like i spent so long researching cloth diapers here's the one i settled on here's why isn't this Mm -hmm. so cool Mm -hmm. i got everything i was just on fire for it all Mm -hmm. and it's incredible to see actually where how that's transformed over the years. So like slowly over time, Stu started teaching less and less and less and started kind of supporting the work that we were doing online more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And what an interesting time. We are the first generation that could do that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, when you think about like what being an entrepreneur, I mean, I've experienced the entrepreneur without the internet and with the internet and it's astounding i mean it's for all like that we may be great or whatever oh technology or oh be careful or oh guard your heart it's phenomenal for the entrepreneur i mean what wow the things that you can learn and the things that you can can learn yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yep Stuart's wiring in our little sleeping cottage and YouTube. Uh-huh. He just, you like, he put a whole yeah. sub panel in himself, figured out how to wire oh, wow. all the electrical stuff himself, just from nice. YouTube. It's incredible. I've mm-hmm. actually been trying to practice because it's really easy to go into the ditch of like this bashing, you know, the social media, the online stuff. There's a lot that's, it's easy prey. Okay. But- there's a, I've been there's trying, a lot of bashable. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of bashable. bashable. There's a lot of cringe. Right. But but this right. year, this week, I rather I've been really trying to repeat things I'm thankful for about technology, mm-hmm. the ways that it has incredibly blessed our life, like Stuart and I both being able to work from home. And by mm-hmm. the way, this isn't. Um, Maybe this doesn't surprise some people, but like, this isn't something we were trained to do. Stuart didn't know how to edit podcasts or edit YouTube videos or do a landing page and track 
URL hyperlinks and like all this. This is all stuff we generate. We just learned it on the job. It was on the job training. Yeah. Like, let's figure it out. That's amazing. I mean, really, when I look back and I, the other day I, did, I wanted to learn something new. So I, tech wise, I watched a tutorial and I, I got done. I'm like, same thing. Wait. I know how to do so many things. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. All that all that you've learned like over the last 15 years, 10 years, and yeah. it's always changing. It's always improving. Any any app that you and I are using or any service we're using, they're always unveiling something new every yeah. 10 to 18 months. You got to kind of like adapt and figure it out again. And yeah, uh, yeah it's it's amazing. Yeah. I love pieces of it. I love pieces of it for work. I love that we're able to reach out to people, not only now with like writing, right? So back in the day, it was mm -hmm. blogging. Now it's newsletters um, and Substack, these, these sorts of things. Um, mm -hmm. But also like here we are doing an audio file, like a very the old school method, really, of Right. Reaching right. people, right? Radio, like radio waves and this just right. talking head. It goes back a little while, doesn't it? And mm -hmm. we're able to reach people in video form where they can actually watch pieces of it. And the cool thing about this is I think each of these mediums is a little bit different. Each of it reaches different sorts of people in different ways. Our audiences are actually quite different. My YouTube audience is not my Substack audience, and they are people. They don't even know I have a podcast. You, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really crazy. Weird. People are like, "I didn't know you had a podcast. I didn't know you had a newsletter." the The assumption is like, "Oh, Parisian farm girl. Like, you either follow her or you don't. Like, you're following on all fronts, or you're interested in all things, or same likewise with you." And it's it's not my YouTube audience is not my i i've tried to get my youtube youtube audience i've invited them to follow on instagram because there's going to be like smaller videos because they're always like more 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 like we'll follow on instagram because there's more <laughs> no i'm not an instagram person not in, instagram's not for me i'm like oh wow like you just think that they're all the same and they're not they're totally not and they are changing all the time so mm -hmm. you know the the audiences are changing now instagram is like considered this old audience like if people if you have a bunch of followers there they're like old people I'm like because what we're in our 30s what's your problem right <laughs> right yes oh it's an it's an interesting world but you know I think what entrepreneurship gets down to is ultimately this desire to sort of do things your way and I think that is actually uh, yeah. a very American <laughs> It's obviously not exclusive to America, but I think there actually is something now in our DNA after generations of being here where people are like, eh, I think I'll thank you for your advice. I think I'll, I'll figure it out. I got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I it does. It does seem not to say there's not entrepreneurs, obviously, worldwide, but I. it is like you said, it's like kind of a part of us, maybe because it's easier. Um. Maybe because we the immigrants came do... and they sort of had to find a way. Like, I only know how yeah, to do the yeah. things I learned. So mm -hmm. that's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Actually, I do you come from a line of entrepreneurs? 
Um, there is, so he retired. My uncle was a UPS driver. Other than that, out of like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to talk about my cousin's spouses, but while I was growing up, before everybody started getting married, yes, like one out of 28 of us worked for someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. just uh, everybody's got their own gig. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are curious, there is a really good book called Durable Trades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is about the trades that have sort of made it through, you know, like what survived after the printing press, right? Like what kind of made it through these huge technological Technological advances and advances, like what sort of stuck around Mm -hmm. despite all of these things. It's a really interesting read. If you are interested at all in entrepreneurship, um. I would I would highly recommend it because it might sort of steer you in a direction that feels a little solid. And I think this is important to know, even though Angela and I are on YouTube and we're on Instagram, et cetera. Stu reminds me of this all the time. He's like, you're you're never going to be the it person of any of these things. And it's not because you don't care, but it's because none of these things will ever be your life. Yeah. And they are. I mean, there are people who post, I don't know, 15 times a day on Instagram. That will never be me. I can't ever do the things that it takes to be the person. And so it's this settling sounds like a bad word, but it's this settling into, okay, Lord, here's the good work you have for me. I just want to be a good steward of that. Yeah, what settling is another word. Yeah, it is because the people really can go for broke with social media, and that's fine. That's I don't. I want a big sure. I want a big YouTube channel. I want my YouTube channel to be successful. I don't want to be only a YouTuber. You know, I'm not willing to pay that. I'm not willing to post five times a week for that. I'm not willing to film my kids constantly and not have any private moments. And like, I'm not, that's not, I'm not interested in that. Um, A friend of mine, when I was just starting out with blogging and I, I had had the blog, but I was starting to like dabble in other things. She said, it's great advice. She said, be careful because you can either be a Parisian farm girl that does all these things that bakes her bread and grows her food and loves fashion and whatever, or you can write and create content about being Parisian farm girl that, you know, like she goes, it's easy to lose. It might be easy to lose who you are trying to keep up telling about people who you are, you know, and it was really good advice. I didn't, I was like, Oh, but people want to know. They're asking me, like, the, there's a demand. But she's right. Like, it, I've just always had to just try to find this perfect line between the two. Yeah. Because because I like all the things I do. I don't want to give them up to tell people about that. I never wanted to tell people necessarily how to do it either. Never really wanted to be, like, a tutorial source. I'd rather just make something beautiful about Mm -hmm. something I did and have somebody go, 
oh, I want to try that on my own. And then they can go figure out figure out how to do it, you know, <laughs> you know, figure out how to do it. Every once in a while, I'll post every once in a while, there's going to there, you know, I'll do like yeah. something sort of tutorial minded, but it's always with loose ends. People are like, well, what about this? What about that? I'm like, I don't know. Go figure it out. Yep. I figured it out. You're going to have to go figure it out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so the how to yeah. aspect of things I reserve exclusively for the cooking community. Like, here's how here's like the step-by-step. Yeah. But even that, I'm like, as the spirit leads, use as much lemon juice as you want. (laughs) Salt to taste. (laughs) Right. I do. Oh my gosh. Can you see my face? I'm having like a perimenopausal, like I'm having a freak out like the last 20 minutes. Look how red my face is. (laughs) I'm so warm. (laughs) I keep looking at myself on the screen. Like I look like a beet. Good grief. Oh, I yeah. so miss yeah, the days when taste. we had no video aspect of this podcast when I could just nibble cheese while you were talking and like just full Remember on. Remember the one episode go. right when we first started? Like each of us were in like ice cold offices and we had on like husband shirts <laughs> and beanies, <laughs> Carhartts, and we're like, "Welcome to Homemaker." <laughs> we looked like we were all bundled up. <laughs> Nobody could see us. We could just see each other. So <laughs> yeah, that's um, you know, I I was gonna say something about what you were just talking about, though. Like you can either do it or or talk about mm-hmm. doing it. And I'll tell you secretly, you guys, behind the scenes, I know a lot of these people now, a lot of the creators online. And there is a shocking amount who genuinely like what you see is is not not necessarily what's going on, right? Like that's the extent of oh, these things is what you see sure. in front of the camera. And so I, I have to go about this in a different way. I want everything mm-hmm. that I do, all of the work that I do to feel honest to who we are, to, to what mm-hmm. we actually do. And that's where the delineation gets even harder because I'm like, yeah. here's what, food I'm making and maybe that I'm sharing that on Instagram or maybe I'm sharing that in a YouTube video but then the family actually eats it <laughs> yeah and it's um uh it gets a little challenging um I'm gonna take a quick second and cue the wine music because okay, do that I have a really 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 beautiful red wine to share with you oh you have a wine okay we both yeah, have go ahead. We'll both share fine. one because I, okay. I, I have okay. poured myself a glass when we started. So do it. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker sheet is where you should go right now. And you should, if you have been on the fence, it's February. What else do you have going sake. on? For heaven's sake. Dry January is over. <laughs> I had a friend message me. Uh, so I guess I didn't realize dry January is a thing. I'm like in my own world that. apparently, but there were like five more hours to go. She's like, do you think I could have a glass of wine? I'm like, yes, you're a grown up. And somebody else messaged me and she was like having a long day. She goes, I just can't tell you much. Just love to pour a glass of wine and watch Netflix. I said, you know, I want to be like really mindful of people that need dry January, but like Otherwise, it's just like a made-up slogan, and you don't have to beat yourself up over it. <laughs> have a glass of wine if you want to have a glass of wine and watch Netflix. And don't hop on some Instagram bandwagon that's only going to make you feel like crap. If you need help, you need more than dry January, okay? Like, <laughs> that's not going to fix your problems. 
You heard so it. So have a glass of wine. Okay, speaking of, yeah. remind me about social media bandwagons. Okay, but first okay. I want to share this absolutely incredible Italian red wine with you. Have you had this one? I have that one. <gasps> yes, it's in my it's in my. Have you closet. had it yes. before? I think I had it last month. Okay, I had it and then I was Tell like, me about hey, it. give me about some it. more of this, okay? Okay. So this is an Italian, Versacinto Rosso, the, like, the main title, Monteversa, but it's a blend, okay? So it's Merlot, okay. Cabernet Sauvignon, Cab Franc. It comes from way up in the tippy top of Italy. So if you go to the left, this is like where kind of like uh, Torino is, and that's where you get like a lot of the Barbera wines. Okay, so this is even a little bit. If you go just a little bit further up from where this is made, you're in Switzerland. Yeah. So this is if you go, and if you go east from this, you're you're in France. You're in Southwest France. So it's similar in a lot of ways to what you would get there, but it's just so full. It's so flavorful, but it's like zippy. There's nothing about it that feels stodgy. So it's just incredibly Mm. refreshing. So I had this one, and I was. You can request bottles with Dry Farms, so you can get. Three, six, nine, twelve, reds, whites, bubbles, pinks, oranges. What do you want? You can tell them. You can say, I want French wines. You can say, I want Italian wines. Ooh, I'd love to try some from Austria or South Africa. These are the sourdough of the wine world, remember? So even, oh, this isn't the one I was thinking about, but there's another one that I just pulled aside that was hand-harvested grapes, no yeast, Mm. no sugar, it's all done by hand, small batches, small family farms. The quality is so high. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic is where you can go for that. Okay. Tell me about yours. Wonderful. Oh, it's just a bubbly. I mean, it's just um, my favorite. The bubblies are my favorite. It. It's, yeah, so it's, um, it's Eastern France. So it looks like more Alsacian from the map. I can't read it because I don't have my glasses on, but it's, quintessence and it's lovely do you wear your glasses on like a chain like put them up i do i have like I'm an old lady excited chain. to be that that lady i mean <laughs> when was that when we talked about aging was that two weeks ago or oh my was gosh, that I have to talk, week? we need to have a can we have a private conversation about aging please because things are happening sure. and I need help. Strange things are happening. Strange yeah. things are happening. <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, okay. I do. I, I have like just little little cheap ones that I grab in the TJ Maxx checkout line, you know, just so I can like read my Bible or the church bulletin. And, and I can read mm-hmm. them. It's just so much more enjoyable with the dumb peepers on. So I don't need them. I'm nearsighted. That's what I have to wear glasses for. Um. I don't have any problems with things up close, but I know I'll get there eventually. But. Yeah. See, I, at this point, so I, I had glasses when I was young, like late teens. Then um, I had Aiden and my vision went back to 2020. Like I went, I was like, oh, I should probably get a new pair of glasses. It's been a long time. They checked my eyes. They're like, uh, you have 2020 vision. You don't need to be here. Of all the things that happened during oh. pregnancy. <laughs> of all the things. Gained your um, eyes. Lost your uterus. But now... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But now um, I, you know, like at night, I don't really love driving at night for street signs and stuff. I can I can read them, but I could read them better, I bet. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I have to wear them at night. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Okay, I have something that I really want to share. I can see you do some. Okay. Okay. But 
Hang on. Give us two minutes, you guys. Stick with us. We'll be right back after the ads. Let's be blunt. We think everyone can benefit from doing their monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash A-Z-U-R-E, Azure, and get shopping by finding a drop point near you or even signing up to head up your own. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based, whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. This is how I grocery shop every month for items that we need. To give you an idea, my order usually includes bulk grains and flours, dried lentils and beans and peas, butter, cheese, and other dairy products, specialty grocery items like soy sauce, dried herbs, spice blends, teas, glass gallon jars. This is where I get it all. But you don't have to order huge amounts. They offer bulk items and small items, your choice. We encourage you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash Azer. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen well, from plant starts in the spring to fresh produce to baking supplies to everything in between. Azer has exceptional offerings and the price and selection are on point. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order by using the code HC10. This promotion expires April 30th, 2024 and is only available to first-time Azure customers with a minimum $100 order or more to a drop location, one-time use per customer. Visit homemakerchicpodcast.com forward slash Azure and get shopping. Tubes & Co. will supply you with everything you need for non-toxic skincare, but did you know that they'll also supply all your makeup needs? Standard makeup is filled with harsh preservatives and chemicals, but not Tubes & Co. You can use code HMC10 for 10% off and shop Emily's perfect formulas for liquid foundations, concealers, mineral makeup, natural blush, creamy cheek tints, luminizers and bronzers, all made without any chemicals, artificial fragrances, or preservatives. For each piece of makeup you shop, whether it's the long lash mascara, eyeshadow, or eyebrow pencils, you can view an entire list of all the ingredients included right on the product page. Emily is transparent and open about all the ingredients included, and she should be proud of this work. This is an incredible, clean makeup line that you can feel good about using and that works wonderfully. Visit tubesandco.com and use code HMC10 for 10% off your natural makeup purchase with Tubes & Co. Home cooks, listen up. We've all got to cook, and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens, whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun, nourishing, and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food, nourishing, and inspired recipes each month created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Okay, did you see Carnivore Aurelius's post yesterday? Cold punch. Cold 
lunge. I did see it. And I was like, okay, dude, I know how I feel when I do those every day. So don't bring me down. I, well, I okay. I didn't okay. read it. I saw but what it. I, here's what I like about this. There is something wrong with this. What's good for me is good for thee. And what happens, sure. I think, a lot with social media is you say, what's good for me? Dry January. I feel great. You know what's not good okay. for me? I see where Dry January. <laughs> Excess is not, it's, like I've told you, it's January. That is me. not good for me. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. this isn't mm-hmm. a problem for me. It might be a problem for you. You might feel the need mm-hmm. to do that. I do not. That doesn't mean anything else about me other than that's not something I feel like I need to do. Okay. Right. So, right. Carnivore Aurelius, you guys on Instagram, was talking about cold plunges and this like kind of social media. And here's the thing, Angela, praise the Lord. You've never done a cold plunge and put it on social media. If you do them, you just have your private moment and you just do them right. because you feel good after you do them. Great. Good for you. That is not true of why a lot of people do things. They literally do the thing to put it online, which is different. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I, I hate that. I really hate that. So yeah. I think that's kind of what he's poking at is you're doing this for the wrong reasons, okay? And what he's talking about is that how kind of a cold plunge can affect our body temperature if you're mm-hmm. already dealing with health issues, thyroid is- issues, um, et cetera, it can actually cause problems because it stresses your body. Right. Just like workouts stressful. stress your body. Yeah. When I started, I and again, I'm not I'm not cold plunging at like 35 degrees or whatever. I'm cold plunging at like Lake Superior water temperatures because that's where our water comes from. So it's like averaging between like 49 and 51 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going up to my neck. OK, I don't have those big cojones. I hate cold. I hate it. I would rather take a scalding, scalding. Okay. So when I do it, I'm I'm not like plunging up to my neck. I'm up to my waist maybe and then and then using the hose to or the, you know the telephone to kind of keep cold water like on my back. Like keep me uncomfortable, right? Right. Um but also when I started and somebody asked me on um I asked on Instagram if I would talk more about Epstein-Barr, and I know I have before. I just don't remember what episode. But when I did, I did adopt that method. I didn't just go right into it because I figured that'd be really bad for my nervous system because my nervous system is what's um, been frustrated by Epstein-Barr. It's not like my I don't have like IBS or things like that. Um, So while today I have no symptoms, when I started – Epstein-Barr symptoms, that is. When I started with cold plunge, I didn't like just go right down to 49 degrees. I just started progressively over like a 10-day period of time, lowering the -hmm. temperature from like tepid to cold Mm -hmm. instead of like shocking, completely just shocking my body. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. Seems like that would have been really, really traumatic. I mean, it's kind of like just like working out, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't just don't just go deadlift. Oh, right. <laughs> right. You got to right. think about these things and think about how they affect your body. Also, I don't know anything that I'm talking about scientifically like a doctor. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just thought it was so 
interesting because he even says in the comments, by the way, ladies, you need to be very careful with cold plunging with your cycle. Mm -hmm. Cold plunging at the wrong time in your cycle will cause anovulation and amenorrhea. Zero idea what those okay. mean. So we should Google those. Okay. And so just even saying anything like that, it's enough to kind of like, just be like, well, what is that? Is it what he is saying? True. Is it untrue? Anovulation is, it is where you don't ovulate. Where you don't ovulate. Right. right. I'm assuming. And okay. So, I mean, and that would make sense in the context of if your body is significantly stressed. Another example, if you, women exercise too much, they'll stop ovulating. They'll stop having their cycle. This is, you know, like that's, the marathon. That's what amenorrhea This happens is. all the time. Yeah. That's, so not that's having what that your, is. So you, oh, okay. Not having yeah, your cycle. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That makes yeah. sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just... It's just something to think about, you know, and I think this kind of goes to what we were talking about, right? We, we've kind of covered lots of different things today, but this idea of like, who are you behind the scenes versus who you are and why are you that way? And how, mm -hmm. how is entrepreneurship a good thing for you, a bad thing for you? How is the person that you are in front of the camera, the person that you present to other people versus the person that you mm -hmm. are behind the scenes, things that you do for public acclaim versus the things that you just do privately in, in the context right. of your home, the privacy of your home, right. um, how technology can be a good thing and how it can be a terrible thing. You know, it's, I don't know, it's like the culmination of all those things for me. And I thought of you when I saw that yesterday, by the way, I've never been able to cold plunge. I've tried. Have you ever tried it? I well, didn't I've only like, like the, the cold legit... shower. Okay. But here's the thing. I, speaking of nervous systems, like fight or flight is a real problem for me. Like when I'm in social situations, my body thinks it's being mm -hmm. chased by a lion. It's a, it's mm -hmm. like the most ridiculous problem. So what yeah. I have to do actually to get everything, like my blood pressure down, my heart rate down, I have to go submerge myself in warm water mm -hmm. to basically say, Hey body, you're okay. We're safe. Mm -hmm. We're warm. We're comfortable. It's all good. And so once I kind of just took a step back and been like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to fight this that hard because I'm actually trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to like yeah. bring myself down. And we've gotten so many messages about that genetic test, which is called the MTHFR genetic swab test. Okay. That's as close as I can get to an actual name for what the test is. It's just genetic testing. Yeah. But one of yeah. the things that my test showed was that your cells, right? They do ATP and everybody's cells have these different rates. Mine were a little sloggy. They weren't quite going through things as fast as they should. And one of the things he talked about in this cold plunge thing was basically like, if your cells aren't doing, if your ATP or mitochondria aren't quite firing at the rate that they should, this is no good for you. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. See, I thought that the cold helped that the mitochondria. I don't know. Well, does somebody? I don't does know. Somebody know? Will um, you guys message us on Instagram, please? If you know, yeah. I mean, if there's there's a this. lot of you know you yeah. You, there's a lot of tests that you read, and I know he does take the time to read through the tests. And there's tests that have come out, out you know more recently than maybe information that I've taken. And I know like hot baths are my jam. That's like how I decompress. 
but I know that how I feel for hours after cold yeah is like not not euphoric but like it's good the fighter because I really struggle with adrenaline and fight or flight um mm-hmm. it's even it's it's an even feeling that I get yeah yeah um, yeah I can I can see that yeah it's interesting I think I, I, I when I get doing like it that. go ahead I, I was just saying I hate doing it but you know yeah. it's I go like I was up to five minutes like a year and a half ago but now I'm back down because I hate it <laughs> but I what really, I, really what like I feel like I feel when I need that so. is I just go outside. Like it's cold here during the winter. Mm-hmm. That's when I get cold. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I jump in the river and I swim in the cold water in the lake and these mm-hmm. sorts of things. And in the winter, I just yeah. go outside. I just let it, you know, you're just cold. You experience that. And it's very right. refreshing. It's very refreshing. Yeah. Keeps you really even keeled. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if anyone has any food for thought on that, I would love to hear it over on Instagram. <laughs> this is this has been a little bit of a spotty episode. We've we've covered a lot of different That's right. a lot of different grounds. What's for dinner tonight? Okay, by I, the way, um, I, I don't know. Do as we say, not as we do, ladies. I I know. I actually I actually had my heart set on some carry out because I want to finish cleaning. I want to wake up tomorrow morning with a clean house, like, you know, like the end of the work week, clean palette, like really trying to get it perfect, which I know is stupid, but I'm assuming we're going to start tearing out floors tomorrow. So I really want everything else to feel good. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for you. Angela got her tile. I am too. I got my so, tile. It's going to be I exciting. My tile. Yep. Uh, my, uh, D- uh, not DNA, but uh, gene testing will be in hopefully, I don't know, they said six to eight weeks. So it's been a few weeks now. So I'm hoping it's sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'm excited to see what yours says. Like getting yeah, to look under too. the hood of a car. Like what's actually going mm-hmm. on in there? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody commented on Instagram that the one of the ones that you tested positive for um, is strongly, strongly linked to postpartum. Yeah. Well, that was a big problem. Depression. <laughs> that was a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't go into that part of the journey, but um, no. Yeah. We you know, it, what's fascinating about this entire thing, and I guess this could kind of go back to the cold plunges. Mm-hmm. When you just take, if I just took a step back and used my common sense about all my health things, all of them lined up perfectly. I would have never happened to take to take the genetic test to know all these things were true. That makes sense. Mm. Right? Like you you automatically you just it. living in your body, you find your coping. Oh, you, no, you get yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You the know thing about like what you did though is then you get the supplemental recommendation. Then you get the recommendations for killing and killing, filling in the gaps that the yeah. gene mutations can cause. So yeah. 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 It's quite fascinating. Anyway, well, we'll see. Uh, thanks for being along for this cornucopia of a conversation, dear listeners. <laughs> Mind the cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a hilarious meme on Instagram the other day, and it was the Fruit of the Loom logo. It says Fruit of the Loom, and there's all the me? fruit uh-huh. behind it. Uh-huh. And it was uh-huh. like, say what you want. I know what I saw. And then it was the Fruit of the Loom logo. 
with fruit and vegetables in a cornucopia basket. And I was like, that is the one I saw. Did they change it after the 90s or was it always just a pile of fruit? What would you, if somebody said, what's the fruit of the Loom logo, what would you say? (laughs) I I see a pile of fruit, but like, I'm sure not paying attention. You gotta look at it. (laughs) I saw fruit. I saw fruit in a cornucopia thing. Oh no, you're right. Wait a minute, wait. But did they change it? Or is is that just your mind playing mental tricks on you? Um, yeah, that's what some people are saying is that it's like your brain. Yeah, that's what your brain puts to it. Mm-hmm. Just fills in the space. <laughs> Snopes. Let's see what Snopes says. This company denies having ever used this symbol of abundance. What? It's a classic example of the Mandela effect. In basic terms, the Mandela effect refers to instances instances of collective misremembering in which large numbers of people share the same false belief. The belief that the Fruit of the Loom logo, included a cornucopia, is strongly held. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. However, this is a fabrication, not the actual fruit of the Loom logo. See, there you go. What do I know? What do I know? Why do people think that? I don't know. You just see a pile of fruit. (laughs) They they have all the logos right here. Like there's no, they have all throughout the years. There's no cornucopia. (laughs) Weird. Okay, well, that was really important. And now you can be your best homemaker for the next seven days. (laughs) All right, we're going to see you here next Monday. Thank you for supporting our advertisers. Go drink a little dry farm. Clean your counters with some branch basics. And we will be back here minding the gap again in a week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.